Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, September 24, 2022. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Once more, let us thank God. It's Friday morning, September 23, 2022. And let us rejoice today because today we join the whole Catholic world in celebrating the feast of a great saint of our time, San Padre Pio. So today, all roads lead to maybe Sacred Heart Church, where this feast is solemnly celebrated. Padre Pio, as you know, used to say, even if he was well known as a spiritual advisor, he used to say, I would like to be known only as a poor friar who prays. And so today we ask Padre Pio to pray for us. We are still within the ordinary time. We look forward to next Sunday, the 26th Sunday in ordinary time. And uh, as we have been saying, the Gospel of the Lord proclaimed at every Mass on Sunday coming is according to St. Luke because we are still within the cycle C. And of course, as we have grown accustomed to do, we always refer to Matthew as well as to Mark so that we may better understand the point that we have opted to drive home. The Gospel for next Sunday, I repeat, is St. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 31. It's rather a long Gospel, but it has a very relevant message. But before that, let us pray. Almighty Father, Send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith. 
reflect on it with hope and realize it with love. Following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. And now, as we open our Bibles, let us listen to Miss Janine Vestil to read for us St. Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 to 31. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, Remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, O oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. Thank you. Thank you very much. As I have just said, only St. Luke has narrated this parable of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this parable of the 70 parables of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's only in this parable that Jesus named one character in a parable. Of course, we have Lazarus, the brother and uh, sister of, the brother of Sister Mary and Martha, but that's in real life. In this parable, Lazarus is named, and we know that the, the name Lazarus, Eleazar, means God helps me, or God is my helper. This is a parable, 
which has been studied under different aspects and from different angles because it is first of all a parable of crisis crisis it makes us think about the reversal of fate and fortune what happens here will be reversed there in this world and in that world this is also a parable of contrasts good life here and punishment there a contrast between treatment well treatment here and mistreatment there torment there and happiness here etc it's a parable of contrasts between mercy and uh, mercy and compassion and precisely indifference indifference this is a story that Jesus made up to precisely drive the point to drive home the point how to be merciful toward the miserable by the way in this background picture you have Lazarus right at the foot of the rich man's stables where the rich man is dining with his friends but that of course is not what the parable has portrayed because Lazarus is outside the house right at the door but anyway maybe the contrast is precisely what is described here eating sumptuously and starving etc what therefore is the point that Jesus is driving home the rich man by the way has no name although we have named him in Latin Dives Dives means rich man as told by Jesus himself this rich man does not harm Lazarus at all but he does not help him either in going out and coming in of the house the rich man just passes by he ignores Lazarus as if Lazarus does not exist in other words he just does not care about Lazarus right at the door of his own house he does not drive him away from the door no he just passes by and ignores him what does or what is the rich man therefore doing in this parable you call it 
insensitivity toward the needs of others. You call it indifference, unconcern. He does not care about others. In any language, what the rich man is guilty of, he is committing a sin of omission. He has omitted to do what he ought to do. He has failed to be who he ought to be. This is a sin of omission. A sin of missing the point. A sin of failing to do what we ought to do and to be who we ought to be. Now, this Lazarus has been brought there because maybe he could not walk on his own two feet. He was brought there wounded at the door, at the gate of the rich man's house. We are not told about how Lazarus became poor, bigger, but we are told that as named Lazarus, God helps him. As we have learned, God helps the orphans, the widows, and the poor. This sin of omission must be serious because I repeat, this character is named Lazarus and only in this parable is he named Lazarus. So I conclude that this parable must be about a serious sin of omission. When therefore at every Mass that we attain, when we all stand up and start off the Mass, when the celebrant says, I confess that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. That is sin of omission. You might at once ask me what, for example, is a sin of omission. It is a serious sin of omission to willfully fail to make holy the Lord's day and to willfully miss to attend Mass on Sundays and days of obligation. That is a serious sin of omission. Out of disrespect for God in his third commandment, who has said, You shall make holy the Lord's day. And out of disrespect to the church that has commanded us, You attend 
Holy Mass on Sundays and days of obligation. This sin, I repeat, must be serious because on the last day, at the last judgment, in the final analysis, what really matters, what truly counts is what we have done and given to the hungry, the thirsty, the homeless, the naked, the sick, and the prisoner. You can read about that in chapter 25 of St. Matthew. When Jesus, as the Son of God, as the King Shepherd, will separate the sheep and the goats, the sheep to his right, the righteous and the evil doers, the goats to the left. And he will face them in the sight of all. He will say to those to his left, I was hungry and you did not give me food to eat. I was thirsty and you did not give me water to drink. I was homeless and you did not welcome me to your home. I was naked and you did not give me clothing. I was sick and you did not give me care. And I was prisoner and you did not give me a visit. You know, giving, therefore, is what Jesus has always been saying. Just give cheerfully. But when you are moved with pity, when you are compassionate, when you are merciful towards the miserable, we have said this many times before, you must place yourself in the shoes of the miserable. That's why Jesus, when he appeared to the ten or and eleven apostles after his resurrection, when he appeared to them, he stood in their midst, not behind, not beside, but in their midst. In other words, he placed themselves in their shoes and he gave them what they needed, peace. And as we have been learning, peace that Jesus gave to his apostles then was not ready-made. Now we know that peace has to be made. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Truth, justice, love, freedom. The four anchors of peace, according to Pope St. John the Twenty-Third. Therefore, we must really be serious about this, committing sins of omission. 
in another parable of Jesus according to Matthew. The parable of the two sons. The father commanded, ordered one son, go out and work in our vineyard. And he said in reply to his father, No, I will not. But later on, he went. But the second son was asked also to go out and work in the vineyard. Readily he said, Yes, sir, I will go. But he did not go. He therefore missed the point. He failed to do what he was ordered and ought to do. This is what Jesus also was trying to drive home. He was telling the Pharisees, You, you have said yes, sir, to God from the Old Testament. And now in the New Testament, you do not go. You have failed to go with me. That's what Jesus was saying. You are committing a sin of omission. In the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 9, Jesus himself was teaching by example. He says to his disciples then, and he's saying to us now, Beware, be careful with scandalizing or being scandalized yourself by what you handle with your hand, but where you go with your feet or with what you see with your eyes. Do not cause yourself to, to sin. To sin by commission or by omission. So Jesus himself was warning us against this sin of omission by scandalizing ourselves or being scandalized ourselves. Sin of omission. When therefore at every Mass, when we confess each one of us that I have greatly sinned in what I ought to do and what I have failed to do, we must mean what we say and say when we mean or what we mean. There are many sins of omission. As I have said, remember on the last day what really counts and truly matters is 
performance or non-performance of the works of mercy. May I just cite the first one. I was hungry and you did not feed me, he would say to those on his left. I was hungry and you did not give me food. This must be serious because St. Ambrose used to say, if you meet a man dying of hunger and you do not give him food to eat, you are killing him. You are killing him by your omission by your failure, willful emission, uh, willful failure to feed the hungry. Mother Teresa of Calcutta has already taught us, if you cannot feed a hundred hungry men and women and children, feed just one. And that will be enough work of mercy to save your soul. That's how serious hunger is or how feeding the hungry is. Giving, therefore, food, water, home, clothing, care, and freedom to the hungry, the thirsty, the homeless, the naked, the sick, and the prisoner is what Jesus wants us to do. Give. And remember what St. Francis, we have quoted him many times, St. Francis of Assisi has said, when you depart from this world, remember, you can take with you nothing of what you have received only from what you have given. So, in contrast to our omission, to our failures, let us precisely be giving. Let us be good and generous and genuine in giving not out of our abundance but out of our substance to help the poor. The rich man, you know, did not at all stop, look and listen to Lazarus at his gate. He just does not care but we have to be unlike Cain. You know Cain, the brother of Abel, the sons of Adam and Eve. When out of jealousy, Cain killed his brother Abel. And God, who already knew about it, tested Cain and asked him, Where is your brother Abel, 
And Cain said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? We cannot say that. We should not be like Cain because we know we are each other's keeper. So this sin of omission, I repeat, you may call it neglect. You may call it thoughtlessness. You may call it carelessness. You may call it indifference. But in any language, it is a sin of omission. It is a serious sin and remember we will be finally judged on that point performance or non-performance doing or failing to do what ought to be done we have so many at home. We have so many things at home that we do not need anymore. Clothing. Give them to those who are naked. Newspapers. We read the local and the national, international papers, and we accumulate them on a corner at home. Don't let us sell them to the poor people who buys them. Let us give them, let us just give them. Detach yourself from that and give to the poor. Giving. This is what we are advised to do or commanded to be. Good, generous, and genuine givers of what we have which we do not own anyway. We are only God's stewards squatting on God's property. We are only God's stewards because we have been entrusted with time, talent, and treasure. They are not ours. We do not own them. And so we should be ready and eager to share what we have. You may say the rich man was greedy. He was not thinking of giving what he had to others. But this is called indifference. This is called ignorance. He simply ignores Lazarus at his door. And remember, ignorance is the opposite of love. 
not hate, not hate, but ignorance. When you ignore somebody as if he does not exist, we therefore, like the Good Shepherd, must open our eyes and our ears, audiovisual, if we want to help others, when we want to be merciful to the miserable. Here I pause for some of your questions and reflections. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCEBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Good morning. Thank you for the reminder that however I am feeling right now, whether I am rich or poor, I have always something to give. Perhaps a smile, a positive attitude, and sincere prayers. I can always be kind and virtuous like Jesus. That's true. That's true. If we would like to conform our lives to His life of Jesus, it may not be easy. It needs practice. But giving and not omitting. That's why at Mass we pray, Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. Focus your attention on this. Listen to this at every Mass. We ask, bring, Lord, your church people to the fullness of charity. Charity is love which gives because there is no loving without giving. Although there can be giving without loving. Charity is loving and giving without expecting a return. Good morning. Good morning. Monsignor. What 
are the contrast between the rich man and Lazarus? What were the joys of the rich man? What shows his selfishness? What were Lazarus' sorrows, his comfort, and his desire? Okay. I repeat, huh? the focus of this parable is not so much on Lazarus as on the rich man. What he ought to do, who he ought to be. And that's what we are asked to be and to do. To be good and to do good to others, especially if you have more and they have less. The rich man may be legally rich. He may be legally rich, but actually in the story, he is morally poor. He is not cruel, but at the same time, he is not caring. He is in fact killing the hungry. How does God plan saving in how does God plan saving in people's hearts? How can we have resurrection faith? The parable as we have been saying, every parable of Jesus teaches us about God, about Jesus, about the church, about all of us inside the church created by God, redeemed by Jesus, and members of his church. And we have to be concerned with each other. Remember what Pope Francis has been warning us against, those three eyes, ignorance, indifference, and individualism. Ignorance, I repeat, is the opposite of love. When you do not care, you do not think of others. In fact, you think that they do not exist. You ignore their existence. And indifference is precisely when you do not care. And individualism, when you think that you can do all things all by yourself. Since it was too late for the rich man to change, how could we, how could we here on earth be able to save those who have no more chance on salvation? I hope prayer could still help them. That's a good reflection. You don't have to ask the question. We are all God's stewards. Let us realize this. What we have been entrusted with, time, talent, and treasure, we are supposed to share with those who have no time or less time or little time. Those who have no talent or less talent more or less talent and especially those who have no or little treasure 
I may repeat here what we have been saying. That if St. Paul says that love of money is the root of all evil, we Filipinos say no. Love of money is the root of only half the evil in the Philippines. Lack of money is the root of the other half. We are therefore facing richness, wealth on the other hand, greed on the one hand, and uh, need on the other. Greed and need is what we are now facing to solve our problem of underdevelopment and poverty. Let's therefore ask Padre Pio to pray for us. Pray for us that we may understand what we have been ordered, commanded to do and to be. This drawing of what happens in the parable is very instructive, instructional, very informative. While the rich man dressed in purple and linens, dining sumptuously with his relatives and friends, you have Lazarus at the foot of the table waiting for scraps that may fall from the master's table. So remember what Padre Pio used to say, I only want to be a poor friar who prays. Let us ask him to pray for us. And so, with no more questions to ask and reflections to make, we pause here for the last prayer. Let me again read to you the collect prayer at every Mass this coming Sunday. O God, who manifest your almighty power above all by pardoning and showing mercy, bestow, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us and make those hastening to attain your promises heirs to the treasures of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the Almighty God have I, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And welcome once again to our next Bible study online. God willing. Bye-bye. Wow, that was an amazing 
talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 